move on a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Lincoln, 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 for Bingen, for Nana, Pana, for Bingen, feet, fine, for Mingen. Lincoln. They say this cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Good morning, Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Wear Show, till 1 o'clock this afternoon. There's a lot going on around the tri-state, the nation, and the world. And where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, They're saying Taylor Swift is making this the most expensive Super Bowl in history. Yes. (laughs) Making this the most expensive Super Bowl in history. Unbelievable. Everybody wants to be there because she's there. Man. Tell you. Uh, in addition, ticket sales and NFL merchandise, most notably Kelsey's jerseys, have increased uh, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Nearly three times the increase in ticket sales in just 24 hours. That's what StubHub is saying. Uh, I tell you. The, ten, uh, the viewership is up. And everything. Yes. And just like they did on Saturday Night Live, she, uh, I guess Taylor Swift was in the audience and Trump was in the audience uh, years ago, a few years ago. And she said, it's great to be uh, in here with the, the most powerful person in the world. And then they thought they was going to put the camera on Trump. They put the camera on Taylor Swift. Unbelievable. And Trump was president, I think, or running anyway. <laughs> Oh, boy, the UC Bearcats, they've got their schedule out for next year. The basketball, I mean, the football Bearcats. And I thought he was coming to town, but no, that game is in Colorado. So we won't see primetime in Cincinnati. If you want to go, you're going to have to get you some tickets through the Bearcats and fly out to Colorado to see that team. Yeah, Dion and his sons. The Bearcats will play them on October 26th. October 26th, the Bearcats will be out there with prime time. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Well, everybody's capitalizing on Duke Energy closing down for eight. That's a long time, too. I'm telling you. That is a long time, believe it or not. A year and a half, Duke Energy Center will be um, closed. Yeah, the convention center will be closed for a year and a half. And uh, the Sharonville Convention Center, they're gearing up for all the extra business. And even the Hard Rock Casino, they had a little event there yesterday. I went over to that, a little taste of Hard Rock, show you how, you know, uh, what type of food they would serve the people that had a little, you know, banquet or whatever over there. And the food was pretty good, I will admit. They had some good stuff over there. But, um, yeah, man, 18 months. 
What will the people downtown, what will the businesses do for 18 months with no convention business whatsoever? Man, the uh, Metro driver who killed the 87-year-old woman, man, this guy, I'm not so sure. You know, he wasn't charged with any of those incidents, and I guess that's why Metro never got rid of him, but geez, this guy had a long history of, uh, he hit one guy, and this guy's like partially paralyzed. They did a little story on him yesterday, black guy and uh, in a wheelchair for pretty much probably the rest of his life. Yeah, and he's got uh, records dating back 20 years. Many of the charges were dismissed or ignored, but there were prior tickets for driving with suspended license in 99, driving without a license in 2008. So, woo. On December 1st of 2018, the driver was involved in a crash at the intersection of Winchell and Finley Street in the West End. During that crash, reports files say the driver ran a red light, hit a vehicle around 1 a.m. while on his way back to the bus garage. Yeah. And um, that I think that's the guy who's uh, pretty much paralyzed on one side and a limited use on the other side of his body. Man. And on September 12th, 2020, another crash happened near Hughes High School in McMillan. Yeah, he collided, damaging a mirror. Uh, sort of report says the crash happened around 1025 that evening. No damage to vehicle one, vehicle two, damage to the passenger side mirror. The operator of vehicle two says the bus hit him, no injuries. And gee, but this guy, he's got, he's got a long history. I don't think he'll be back behind a bus at any point. I would be surprised if he's able to drive again for Metro. Yeah. The FBI director sending out a warning that Chinese hackers are preparing to wreak havoc on U.S. critical infrastructure. Could that mean the grid? I don't know. You know, we've been getting warned that the grid is going to go down no matter who's president. After the election, the grid is going down. So we better take heed. We better take heed to that. You know who bought the most expensive home in 2023? And I meant to get this story last week when it came out. Joe Burrow bought the most expensive home that was sold in Hamilton County uh, last year. Total of $7.5 million. $7.5 million Joe Burrow spent on his brand new home. And did he ever get married? I, I haven't heard anything. You never see his girlfriend and stuff. Like, she's not out there. Do they still, are they still, are they engaged? What's going on with Joe and his lady? I don't know. You never hear anything about her. 
You heard more about uh, 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 what's the guy uh, Browning, the, the, the backup quarterback's girl, than you did Joe Burrow's girl. Yeah. Speaking of the Bengals, uh, I guess uh, as of now, T. Higgins no no longer under contract with the Bengals, and um, of course they were unable to reach a deal prior to the start of last season, and um, we'll see what happens. But uh, T. Higgins is a free agent right now, I guess, unless they tag him. It may be even too late to do that. I'm not sure. And police are still investigating the two downtown attacks, and I think they're getting somewhere. I think in the next few days there's going to be some arrests made and we'll know more about this uh, group of, okay, let me find a better name to call them. You can't be too harsh on people who attack people downtown and beat them up and almost leave them for dead. You got to be careful what you call them. Some people might get upset. Yeah. (laughs) But I do, on my list, I got to get some judges in here. Or maybe even I need to call back down to the prosecutor's office. To get some clarification on this, on why such low bonds and all this stuff that's going on in the court system with these juveniles that they catch after they attack someone. Why are these cats getting out and all this stuff? We need to get some clarification on uh, our good friend uh, 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 Rucker called in yesterday. And he filled us in pretty good, too. But it's um, something's got to give. If these guys get arrested for committing these crimes, even though they're not found, you know, they haven't gone to trial yet, they still need to have, uh, you know, top supervision. They need to be in jail or if they're at home, they don't need to be able to get out. They don't even need need to be able to go anywhere. Just stay at home. You can't even go to school. Yeah. And um, I don't know. And maybe maybe we'll get a hold of uh, Benign Rucker later on today because he was in his car. Trap sounded like he was on his way to court (laughs) or something. But uh, – He's been on both sides. He's been a prosecutor. He's been a judge. He's been a defense attorney. Yeah. He's uh, done it all. All right. 513-749-1230. That's my number. Uh, plus, later on today, we've got tickets to give away to the uh, to see Audra McDonald at Music Hall. One night only, this coming Sunday at 7.30. And tomorrow, don't forget, down at Duke Energy, uh, what, what, what are they? I, I don't have that paper in front of me. You probably remember, a Raven. Uh, bro, uh, the black male mental health event. Do you remember anything about that? 
Man, that, is she even listening to me over there? I don't think so. I can't even see her. <laughs> but anyway, okay. I <laughs> Let's move along. Let's uh, take a break. And then we'll come back, 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you. 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati. Your talk station is Lincoln Ware on a Wednesday morning, and uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I guess Lisa Baker's still in uh, training. Yeah, she was in training. Got those training days to go through. Let's go to. Uh, let's start off the morning with uh, Big Money. Big Money. What's up, Big Money? Yeah, baby. What's going on, man? <laughs> How you doing? All right, well, check this out, man. Y'all talking about them kids. They need to get locked up to their court day before they can learn something, man. You can't learn them out in the street if you be off. But they ain't going to school. They ain't really doing nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and their parents right. should be, And their parents should be accounted for for some of this action, too. I hear you. You're, you're absolutely right. They're not going to school anyway, so keep them... Locked up in the house. Don't put that uh, bracelet on and keep, and monitor. You, it's one thing to put an ankle bracelet on somebody and send them home, but you got to monitor the bracelet. That's right. Yeah, you got to right. monitor. Make sure they stay where they're supposed to stay. All right, big money. All right, now this is, hey hey, and another thing too, man. Yeah. Can't they look at some of them films and, and get most of them people off of that? And see who did that to them people. Well, you know, a lot of them had hoodies on, and you couldn't really see their face. But I'm sure they got pictures of them before they got to where they were when they were fighting. I'm sure they got video of them walking down the street, uh, around the corner or somewhere. They got some video of them, that's for sure. Oh, oh yeah, but it's it's terrible, man. We can't even walk the street, man. I hear you. All right, big money. All right, buddy. Take it easy, big money. Okay, let's uh, go. To, oh, she's here. She's not in training anymore. Let's go to uh, Lisa Baker if she'll ever let her go. Are you talking to her? The line is <laughs> busy. Okay. All right. Oh, she's gone. Okay. What happened? I don't know. Anyway, maybe she'll call back. Let's go to Charles. Hey, Charles, how are you? Hey, how are you, Mr. Where the day to day? I'm doing okay. What's up? Good. I'm having a face-to-face with you. You had a, a C-19 uh, black male health wellness program. What did that mean? Oh, the mental health? Uh, just yeah. heal, Just heal, bro? No, they said the Vesta, D-I-S-T-Y. It's over, in, it's over in Price Hill. Oh, I don't know anything about that one. Okay, well, that's why I'm calling you, because you got the bill 187 mixed up with C-19, what? right? What? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm talking about you said something about just millions of dollars out there for the bill 187, and people are supposed to get compensated for wellness health and black male. I have it's no. In a, it's in the it's in UC study on black okay. millionaires. Okay, thanks for your call. Is it, was that the innovator? It almost sounded like that could have been the innovator. 
But anyway, let's go to Lisa Baker. Lisa Baker, how you doing today? Good morning, Lincoln Ware. Good morning, listeners. Yes, I'm CPR certified and trained for another two years. All hoping right. that I never have to use it, right? I'll tell you. So what CPR that's that that was the okay, the CPR. That's right. CPR. That's what you yeah, okay. I got you. That's thirty what you compressions, two breaths. Okay. Thirty press hard and fast. Okay. Thirty right. compressions, two breaths. Thirty two breaths. Okay. Thirty two <laughs> breaths. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, and if we, I if I ever pass out, I hope you're somewhere near. Oh, look, press hard, 30-30. Yes, absolutely, Lincoln. I got you. Good morning, listeners. We're looking for two people. The first one, Christopher Long. Christopher Long is wanted for receiving stolen property. He's a white male. He's 26 years old. He's five foot nine, 170 pounds. He has a history of assault and drug charges. Last known to live in Dale High Township. That's Christopher Long. We're also looking for Darrell Turner, who's wanted on two counts of trafficking and drugs. Darrell Turner is a black male, 35 years old, five foot seven, 270 pounds. He has a history of drug charges, last known to live on Clifton Colony Drive in Clifton. So if any of the listeners know where detectives can find Christopher Long or Darrell Turner, Give Crime Stoppers a call, 513-352-3040. All right, 513-352-3040, night or day, cash money for your clues, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, that's Thanks. Lisa Baker, Crime Stoppers, 352-3040, night or day, and there's cash money for your clues. And maybe if even if your kids uh, uh, know any of those kids in that video, hey. Call Crime Stoppers. They're right there for you. All right. Let's uh, move along. Let's go to uh, Sister Bridge. Sister Bridge, how you doing today? Good morning, Brother Lincoln. How are you? I'm doing great, Sister Bridge. What's on your mind? Great. Praise God from whom our blessings flow. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, first, what happened to me uh, yesterday when I was driving my bus I had my um, I, I had my stop sign activated, and you had your um, what activated? A, wait, wait! You had your what activated? My red stop sign. Okay, on the stop bus, sign. You okay, know, where you right. You're not supposed yes. to pass. Right, right. right. Okay, the, uh, there was a car parked. I mean, there was a car who came up and stopped properly. Okay. Another car. It was, it was a navy blue car. It it came out of nowhere. It speeded past the car that was parked properly, mm-hmm. went around the double line, like into, it went into oncoming, it went into the other side of wow. the street, but thank God there was no oncoming traffic mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just went all the way around and, and, and crossed the double line. I've never seen anything like that before. But people like that, um, and police is never around. And right, they're like never that, around, and it happened so quick, you couldn't get the license plate number. I did get the license you plate did? number. I did. Oh, okay. But yes, I did. And, and, and they're going to be, they're going to get a ticket. But they are creating a, tra- a tragic situation that that's avoidable. Yeah, you but know, the um, kids, okay, it was, a, okay, was it the type of street where the kids had to cross in front of the bus or did they just get off and walk to the right, of, you know, they didn't have to cross the street? They didn't have to cross the street, okay, thank good, God. Good, and good. It, it was on Paddock Road. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. But, um, you know, these drivers are insane. They are crazy out here. Yes, um, they so are. I just wanted to say that. And then I just wanted to touch real quick about, about what's happening with the teenagers. 
Um, I, I I blame the parents. You know, I, I don't say it's bad kids, it's bad parents, and not all parents, but some parents, they let the kids see anything. They do, they do anything in front of their kids. They, uh, you let them listen to everything, and uh, they are just, you, you know, they're not allowing their kids. They're, they're not teaching their kids what they what, and what they, they need to they teach talk them. to them like they're adults. You know what I mean? The way they curse them out and talk to them. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Exactly. And so, um, and like people were saying, if there's no consequences, they're going to continue the behavior. And I think that they should have have to have a sign that says, "I committed a crime." They should stand in, in, in a um, you know stand somewhere and let people see what they what they're doing, yeah. what, what they have done. And um, there needs to be programs. Then we don't need curfew because curfew does not work. And it's yeah. to, and, and it um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, at one point I was in favor of curfews, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just don't think it it can't. You just can't do it fair, and some people will be punished that shouldn't be. And I I don't go with the curfew. I don't go with absolutely, that. absolutely. And real real quick, uh, you know how you know Trump how he talked about um, how he said. Wait until the election to to get the border bill passed. Now, how insane is that? What sense does that make? And what type of people do we have up, up in Congress that that go along with that? Mitch McConnell and and <laughs> the people that go along with that. They yeah. they need to be. Mitch McConnell needs to go sit down in a rocking chair somewhere. That's that's just crazy. Uh, so he wants to wait and and wait to think that he's going to get back in office and then take the credit while you know things are going going in the wrong direction it just doesn't make sense that we that that, that the Trumpsters feel like this is the kind of person um that that, that can lead us and he, he can't even lead himself and he, he he's not he's not um he just perpetrated he perpetrated well, so many things oh, you yeah. know and, and well uh, if trump ends up being president uh we're in trouble that that's true and this is the last thing i know i know you gotta get to the next caller um Yesterday, I was offended by the one caller. I don't like to say names, but y'all know who he was. When he when he called out, when he said oh, something Marcus, very rude and Marcus, disrespectful yeah, to Marcus, yes, 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 when he says I'm very disrespectful to the honorable, yes. our friend Judge Panam Rucker, that was uncalled yes, for. Yes. He did not. I, I mean, that just shows that he doesn't have an advanced communication skills, and he doesn't have proper a broadened vocabulary. When something does. He doesn't like what somebody says. When he doesn't like, he doesn't agree, he resorts to profanity. That's very immature. All That's right. That's what kids do. I Sister mean, Bridge. And so he, he should be banned. Thank you, and have a great day. God bless you. I love you all. I love people. But that's, that was wrong, and he shouldn't have done that. Okay, Sister Bridge, I got to go. Boy, she can stretch out a sentence, can't she? Man, she can go. Goodness. But we love hearing from Sister Bridge. Yes, we do. Yeah, before the break, let's go to break, and then we'll come back, and I'll let you hear um, what type of president we would have if Donald Trump wins in 2024 in November. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. Darling, when you're next to me, This feeling. 
All right, here comes my part. You can't turn me off. Not in the middle of turning me on. Twelve thirty WDBZ. Buzz of Cincinnati. Your talk station. Lincoln Ware till one o'clock this afternoon. Coming up at one. It's none other than Mr. Al Sharpton, and he'll be keeping it real. Keeping it. He celebrated his uh, what twenty fifth anniversary on the air yesterday. Was it twenty five? Something like that. Eighteen, twenty five. Something, something like that. He celebrated yesterday. So, uh, congratulations to you, brother Sharpton. Yes. Oh yeah, uh, Tom Bolton. Remember him? He was the like the um, national security advisor uh, under Trump, and he was like he could not stand Donald Trump. I'll let you hear. Uh, they did an interview with Bolton. He's a guy with the with the mustache there that always looks like he's mad at the world. You remember that guy? Well, anyway, he boy he laid, and, and this is what we'll get if Donald Trump is president in November, and hopefully that doesn't happen. I tried to document in my book. Uh, He just doesn't know limits. What he cares about is the greater glory of Donald Trump. The concept of the national interest or American national security uh, are things he doesn't comprehend. And and as I say, the pattern he established in the first term will continue in the second and just get worse. What else concerns you, just given that you did work with him up close? You were in the Situation Room with him. You were in these briefings in the Oval Office. I mean, what else are you worried about? Well, uh, other than COVID, which was a long-term crisis, uh, we really were fortunate in Trump's first term that we didn't have uh, major international crises, the sort of thing that we remember historically as very tense times uh, in in very short periods of time. Uh, we're, We're going through that kind of crisis, I think, now in the Middle East. There are a lot of decisions that have to be made. I don't think Trump is capable of making the decisions Uh, uh, grounded in national security. His attention span is short. He doesn't know much about world history or world affairs. He actually doesn't think they matter very much. He thinks his personal relationships with foreign leaders, especially the authoritarian ones, are all that matter. And while personal relations in, in international affairs are important, when you get in a situation like we see in the Middle East now, they're, they're not significant. So faced with these decisions, uh, Trump could go one way in the morning, a different way in the afternoon. Uh, he doesn't have the ability to stay consistent for long periods of time, except on one thing, which is how he looks uh, in the press and, and in public attention. And, and that is very worrying. When you're in a crisis, you need a president who is resolute, who can keep his eyes on the prize uh, and worry about our national security, not his own image. Okay, there you, that's what you would get, folks, if we ended up with Donald Trump. And hopefully we won't ever end up with Donald Trump ever again. This is a guy that worked for Trump. That was a guy who worked for him. He saw firsthand, you know, he saw firsthand how this guy operates. And for the life of me, I can't see why some of these folks who are on Facebook Live, some of these people who call me still think Trump is the man. They think he should be president for the life of me. 
What in the hell are you folks thinking? What are you thinking? It's unbelievable. I feel like just let him be president one more time so he can never do it again. No. Nah. Get him out the way. Well, actually, see, I'm not sure how that I got to go back and and see he didn't serve two consecutive terms, but I mean it's only I guess yeah, only 8 years is the max even though you don't serve him back to back. I guess he can do one more. But see, I'm hoping if he does four more, then he might say, "Well, I can do two more." I mean, another term because they're not back to back. But I don't think he can go again but once he gets in there he's not going to want to come out that's the problem we're going to have issues but that, getting him out that's exactly what we have certain laws and constitutions. yeah but when has <laughs> donald trump crazy. followed the law when has he ever followed the law are I'm you kidding me to, i'm not saying he's going to follow it but i'm saying that that's what we have i mean do we trust our justice system or not you know if he gets the if he gets if he gets in there and put the right people in the right spots who knows what could happen? You know, See, that's terrible. <laughs> Who knows what that's he could terrible. he could get his guy in as secretary of defense. Just like, you know, he could get his secretary of defense in there. He could get his joint chiefs in. There. He could put them in places where he could control them. And who knows what could happen? It's crazy. I'm not saying that's what we should do, but that's kind of how sometimes I feel like just let him do his little last four years. and We can get out of our face. But I understand that we can't necessarily afford to think like that. And he thought about not leaving this time. The last time he was in there, he thought about it. But he didn't have the right people in the right places. And you see, he didn't even show up at the inauguration for the incoming president. And I don't know when the last time that happened. I can't even. But it's Donald Trump. So I expect some petty mess like that from him. You, You expect that from him. He didn't want to leave, and he was pissed that he had to go. And that's what I'm saying. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go, and uh, he does not need to be back in there. Man, I can, oh, boy, it will be havoc in this country. I ain't going to lie. I think he's going to do it. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't want him to do he's it, not, but I think he's going to make it happen. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Let's go to uh, Zakia. Zakia, how are you? I'm absolutely positively wonderful, Papa. And I just want to follow up with this. Praise him, all creatures here below. I hear you, Sister Bridge. Um, if Donald Trump gets back in office in 24, we are, I hate to say this, but like, we're doomed. It's like all kinds of nasty poo-poo is going to happen. But, you know, I think it was yet one of these days recently. I heard him say that he wants all presidents to be pardoned. And I'm like, wait a minute. The only reason why he would say that. Because he's going to do something that he's going to need to be pardoned for. (laughs) Yes. Because he's already done some stuff that he knows he needs to be pardoned for. Starting down in Georgia. You know, and a lot of these other things that he should uh, be really going to jail for. You know, like some of these things, you cannot take your money and pay off some of these women, like he paid off some of these women that 
he sexually assaulted. He has done some things much greater than that, you know, that he shouldn't be able to buy his way out of, although he's about out of money, isn't he? Yeah, mm, I hear you. I hear you. I hear and you. He, and Popo, uh, tomorrow, just heal. Bro, bro, at the Duke Energy Center. 6.30 p.m. Yes. And I hope we have a great turnout. Other cities that they've had this have had great turnout. People were there. Uh, people want to find out about, uh, you know, black mental health. And they turned out big time. Hopefully Cincinnati won't be the dud and nobody turns out. So, folks, uh, make sure you go on down tomorrow at uh, 630 Duke Energy Center and um, hear what they have to say. And plus, and we, people will be able to I'm talk sorry. to it's not just going to be a panel up there talking to you. You'll be able to ask questions and talk yourself, too. So, yeah. And we're blessed here in the city of Cincinnati, you know, because we're the first city in Ohio to get this. Yes, yes. And my, you know, and you, it is so, so, so important. You look at what's happening downtown. You know, these kids just, like, beating up folks for what like they have some issues yes you know and there's a a lot of mental health issues going on in our community and we need to accept that and get help all right zakia i gotta run thanks for your call thank you bye let's take a break we'll come back lincoln where 12 30 the buzz Diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging the scene with that gangster lean. TV antenna. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati. May not drive. Lincoln, where with you? A little bit of William Devine. Diamond in the back, sunroof top. Yes, we're digging that scene. All right, five one three seven four nine twelve thirty. Before we go to twin. I've got a pair of tickets to give away to see Audra McDonald. Now, she's great. She'll be at Music Hall Sunday night, February 4th, 7.30. You don't want to miss it. She's going to, I guess, singing with the uh, symphony orchestra. Audra McDonald. Huh? Google her name. Look her up. I'm telling you. If you call her number, I'll take caller number six. Call her number six at 513-749-1230. Caller 6 at 513-749-1230. If you call her 6, guess what? The tickets are yours. You're caller number 1, looking for number 6. You're caller number 2, I'm looking for number 6. You're caller 3, looking for 6. You're caller number 4, I'm looking for 6. You're caller number 5. I'm looking for caller number six. You're so close. Hey, guess what? What? You're caller six. Lincoln, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) (laughs) What's your name? Elaine Patterson. Oh, my goodness. Elaine Patterson from Facebook. Okay. Well, congratulations. You won yourself a pair of tickets to see the Grammy Award winning Audra McDonald at Music Hall this coming Sunday night at 730. How about that? I love it. All right. (laughs) 
Well, what station just made you a winner? WDF. I'm so excited. Just say the buzz. Just say the buzz. Okay. BLZ was another station years ago. That was another station. BLZ, I can see you could get confused with that, but just say the buzz to make it easy. Just say the buzz, really. Okay. Because I wasn't expecting this. Okay. Well, hold on, Elaine Patterson. We'll get some information from you. Yeah, WBLZ. I remember those days. Of WBLZ. Yes. All right. Let's go to Twin. Twin, how are you? Man, I'm feeling sick today, man. Why are you feeling sick, man? Uh, no, man. You act like Jerry Springer. You know you that you, you be a troublemaker, Link. You know you be star stuff, man. You know if that man get on and stuff, he starts saying crazy stuff when he get in his feelings, man. Yeah, market. Oh, yeah. you know yeah. that was gonna happen. Why you do that? Well, Mark? I thought he had enough sense not to start he ain't name got no calling. Sense. That's his problem. <laughs> if he had any sense, he would be like a grown man acting immature. Man, every time somebody, even you, talk to him, he always want to go on the defensive side and everything. Man, he's too old for that. Yeah, take that energy and put it with them kids and stuff. Man, Link, you talked about why I need a bind. Yeah. Man, I remember growing up going to her mama church, man. We was in the shed in. My mom and all of them know each other. Oh, yeah? Her mom, man, we was in the shed in, man. I don't know. I was glad to get up out there for three days. <laughs> Lincoln, she was cool, man, yeah. growing up. Yeah. Lincoln, she talked about skinny jeans and all that. Yeah, she don't She's like these little tight suits that the guys are wearing now. She's but, saying uh, you can see you can see their testicles. You know exactly how many they have. Right, that's right, though. That's that's to each his own. But she she used to get a fire started though, Lincoln. She ain't bring that up though. I mean, she talked about it, but a lot of people don't know about it. She was on that little, you know, rainbow yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. On the grip yep. with women and everything. People, people heard about that. They they yeah, talked about that. Yeah, but she talked about it. don't do that. Then you go yeah. to. You under the leadership under uh, TDJ, you only was stepping in line. Come on, yeah. now God ain't asked you for that. Yeah. Come out, God says to twenty people get a thousand dollars. You just want that thousand dollars, whatever. Man, these people crazy, hypocritical out here. Yes. Lincoln with them, uh, with Trump. Man, from the looks of it, man, I hate to say it, he might be the president. Oh, jeez. I hate <laughs> to say it, Lincoln, because yeah. ain't no way in history. That a man, I just think about it all the time. I look at Young Thug and other guys with the Rico Act and everything else. Man, that man got so many cases and all on man charges and everything. Yeah. And he, he ain't even in jail, Lincoln. Why I just, is that, man? I just don't think uh, America, I have more confidence in America than to reelect this guy. To put him back in office again, I think America. You got confidence in America. I think America is smarter than that. Man, America's going down here like the fall of Babylon. Man, it's on its way. And dude, time ain't no climate change. Man, you done lost your rabbit mind. This ain't no climate change out here. I know. Hey, them kids, man. That was crazy. Them kids. Yes. Lincoln, you and Kelly are hypocritical too. Me and who? And I'm gonna say you and Kelly, that lady Kelly, oh, whatever oh, her name Kelly. yesterday. Oh, oh, Kelly. She yeah. talked about Another welfare day. and all that. And you tell me, so I want to know what what school these kids come yeah, from. Yeah, yes, I do. I no, know. you ain't gotta learn. You ain't gotta know that, Lincoln. Cause let me tell you this about life. It was guys that was in the suburbs, and I'm like, man, you stay out there with 
R. Kelly and everything else in the hunt in the, in the suburbs where the rich people. Are. Man, what you doing out here? Man, my cousin now gang banging. Come to find out, a couple of years later, he gets shot. That's ain't you ain't about that life, man. You from the birds. You ain't about that city life, and and you gotta wonder what school they come from. It ain't about that school. Wait, it's who, hold right? on. It, it, look, if they were, I don't know if they were skipping school, twin. I don't know if they were skipping school or not. But still, I want to know where these little gangbangers coming from. Man, I want to no know what gangbangers is. Me too, ass kids, Lincoln. I want to know what social the, media, Lincoln. I want to know where they go to school. And these white folks know that, and they loving it. These white folks loving that, man. It's the social media that's messed. You can't keep blaming on the parents. Hell with that. Because you can't whoop them no more. They want to dope you up. They put you on that social virtual learning and stuff. Now your kids got high, IPE, whatever they call ADHD. Now hook them up with some mess and give them a welfare check or whatever, a goodwill check. Man, that's wrong, man, how the, how the white folks treating us. And, but no, we want to keep talking about reparations, but we want to keep on giving them, giving up, giving our money to them and all that. How we going to get reparations we keep on getting them trillions? <laughs> that don't true. make sense, man. Not at all. And you talking about so with these kids, I'll tell you what to do with these kids. Send them to the morgue, man, and let them sit there for a whole week and look at their dead body with holes in it. They're scared. Man, you don't want to go there, man. We was down there for a week looking at them holes in them bodies and burn yeah. bodies. I'll do it like that, Link, yeah. you want to do. Well, see, hold on, hold on. I, I agree with you there. They should let them see that stuff. But yeah, hell, man, well, hold on a second. Hold on, twin. They won't even show. There's like I, I, Channel 5 showed it. But Channel 19, they won't even show you. The, the, the guy stumping on the dude. They tell me, oh, man, it's too was, graphic. They blocked it out. But people need to see this stuff. Yeah. I don't I, know I, why. I, they. Who are they protecting from not showing the actual video and blocking it off when they see the guy getting stumped in the head and all? People need to see how vicious this stuff really is. People need right. to see that. And every and time like, I see them cover that up, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, and then and then the the new rule, Lincoln. If you tell, man, you're a hawk. That's how it is, man. These kids ain't tell you, but I'm gonna tell you, Lincoln. It take a strong detective, a private investigator, somebody who's strong, and do do it like man. I know how to do it. I can go down there and talk to them, uh, police or whatever. I know how to get them kids kids straight. I want to do it so bad, but I'm a man my business. To that Fiji lady, whatever that captain, whoever else come with something. They need to really go down and sit down or something to take heat from another city or something like that. I hate to go off, but this just pissed me off. You just can't keep blaming the parents for all this mess, man. That's you, social media. They take, I don't care what they nobody take, Parents take part of the blame. Big mama gone, man. Big mama been gone. All so right. You can't blame these kids. Mama want to be their best friend and all that. No, get out of my face. Go sit down. Man, I hate to go down off, man, but it just clicks my mind, man. All, all right, right. Thanks for your call. All right. Thanks for your call, Twin. Twin is fired up this morning. Unbelievable. But there's there's enough blame out there for everybody. That's for sure. There's a piece of that pie for everybody. Let's take a break. We'll come back. News coming up, 1230. The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. 
Lincoln Ware with you. And on the phone with me, we've got Dr. Uh, Shawan Gallette. Is that, was I anywhere close? You were perfectly correct. All right. From the Cincinnati Alopecia Hair Loss Clinic. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. I guess, you know, everybody knows about alopecia from uh, Jada Smith, huh? Yes, you're correct. Uh, tell us about the Hair Loss Clinic and uh, a little bit about that. Sure. So our Hair Loss Clinic is located um, directly on Montgomery Avenue and Montgomery Road, I'm sorry. And we specialize in hair and scalp disorders and diseases for men, women, and children that are experiencing alopecia or different scalp disorders or diseases. Okay. Now, uh, what causes that condition? Have they have they figured out the cause for this? There are so many reasons for alopecia. So, you know, I always tell people that when you think about the term alopecia, it's just a medical term for hair loss. Then you have to discover what type of alopecia you have. So it could come from genetics. It could come from uh, bad styling practices. It could come from medication, stress, mineral deficiencies, medicine. There's so many reasons for alopecia. Okay. Okay, now there's a new clinic opening up. Uh, is that is that the one on Montgomery Road that's opening up? The new one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, if people want to schedule a session. How do they do that? They just simply um, call our office. Um, our number is nine three seven two eight one zero five five five, or they can go to our website, which is Cincinnati Trichology. Uh, com. Okay. Now, so what are the first symptoms that someone's got alopecia? Uh, I know, I guess their hair starts to come up, but that could be from anything. But how do you know it's alopecia instead of just, you know, nerves or something like that? Well, generally what happens is at the top of your scalp, you'll notice that your hair is starting to thin. Sometimes as women, we wear parts. And we notice that the part is getting a little wider. For men, you start to notice your hairline is starting to recede. Um, and I tell people the difference between men and women is, you know, nowadays uh, for men, hair loss has become a little sexy, whereas for women, it hits us to the core of our femininity. It takes away our self-esteem. So, uh, yeah, so you say for men, you're right. The bald head becomes a little sexy. Uh, yeah, But for women, not so much. No, no. Women, you know, experience self-esteem issues, depression, and it just robs them of a lot of things that they were born um, believing that hair is their crown and glory. And so when they start to lose their hair, it just affects them in different ways that it doesn't affect a man in most cases. Now tell me this. Uh, you also lose your, your eyebrows. You lose just any hair on your body. It, it just disappears. Is that correct? You are absolutely correct. So with a, a uh, alopecia areata or totalis, you can lose your eyebrows, your facial hair, your underarm hair, your pubic hair. So different types of alopecia can cause facial hair, even your eyelashes. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, yes. how, how can people find you? Well, they can go to our website, which is www.cincinnatitrichology.com. They can also go on Facebook and find us at Cincinnati Trichology also. And then our telephone number, once again, is 937-281-0555. 0555? Yes. All right. Okay. I know I'll get some phone calls. People will want that number. All right. Well, thank you for talking with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. You have a nice day. All right. Okay. That's uh. Uh, boy, Dr. Sean Gallette, Cincinnati Alopecia Trichology Hair Loss Clinic. Okay, there you go. All right, 749-1230, 513 is the area code. And coming up next month, well, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, we got the 29 days of uh, 
Black History, 29 Days of Black uh, uh, Business, uh, the only time of the year where you can get super, super low rates on advertising. You get a day. If you if you buy the package, you get a day. You get to come in for an interview with me. You get uh, so many spots. I forgot how many, 10, 15 spots, 20 spots. I, I forgot how many spots you get, a commercial that you, you can run. And uh, you get all that for a very, very, very low price because it's Black History Month. And so you need to call this number. If you got a business and you don't have a whole lot of money to spend for advertising, February is the month you need to advertise because the prices will never be lower again, as, as low as they will be again for the rest of the year. So write this number down, 513-679-6000, 513-679-6000, and tell them you're calling about the Black History Month specials. Tell them Lincoln Ware told you. They'll give you the Lincoln Ware deal. Tell them Lincoln Ware told you to call. And they'll hook you up. Tell them you're my cousin. And they'll give you. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen my face when he did that. Tell them you're my cousin and you want the Lincoln Ware cousin deal. But prices are, are low. This is the lowest ever. And you get, you get, I forgot how many commercials. They give you a bunch of commercials. You get to come in here to the studio and talk about your business with me. And uh, one day they'll say, uh, today's uh, black, you know, they'll give you some live reads and all kind of stuff. So if you've got a business out there that you think, you know, all I got to do is open up the business and they'll come. Not so much. You got to advertise. You got to let them know who you are and where you are. So write this number down. 513-679-6000. And just tell them I told you to call. And you'll be good to go. All right, let's move along. 513-749-1230. Dante, how you doing? I'm good, Mr. Uh, I'm doing okay. Take me off that speaker. I'm sorry. I'm good, Mr. Ware. How you doing? All right. Caller, man, because y'all uh, keep talking about these kids, man, and charging the parents and all that. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, like, hey, have you ever done anything before you was under the age, under age of 18? Yes. That, yes. Uh, your parents didn't approve of? Yeah, but nothing to the point of what's going on uh, now. Well, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, hold on a second. Hold on just, a second. Have you been following the new, you know, the, the guy who went into the school and shot up uh, all those kids and stuff? They're charging his parents. Remember up there in Michigan somewhere? They're charging the parents for that. They're saying they I mean, could have stopped it. So How old is he? He was uh, 17, I think. That's crazy, Mr. Ware. A 17-year-old, no, you shouldn't go into no school and shoot up no school. Well, I mean, they're some, saying the parents could have prevented it. Crazy. Sometimes I think it's crazy. We all have done things um, more than once, and some of us never got caught, but we've done it more than once. That we knew that we shouldn't be doing that our parents didn't approve of. Yeah, but you didn't go out and jump somebody and beat them and kick them and stomp them so in the you head. Think, do you think? Do you think? Do you think those kids' parents um, taught them to do that or wanted them to do that, or do you think they made that decision on their own? Well, maybe they should have uh, parented those kids. Those kids. No, they, 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 wait, wait, hold on. Those kids who were up there, they don't respect 
they don't respect their their parents. I don't think their parents really uh, 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 doing the job that they're supposed to be with those kids. All the kids. I mean, if you if you had every kid out there doing this stuff, that'll be a different thing. But you got a group of kids who don't have any parental control over them to Mr. have them Warren, out there doing true. that. That's not true, Mr. Ware. So did your, did your parents have parental control over you with the things that you did? Well, look, no matter how minor, no matter how minor it was. Well, my, did, did, minor did they, did they, and did major. Do they have parental control over you? This is major. All kids are going to no, do stuff but, they're not but, supposed okay, to do. But, but sometimes, all but kids sometimes, are going to do Mr. stuff. Ware, sometimes, sometimes um, major things start off as minor things. Well, it's not true. You can't. You can't say because because how um, how heinous of a crime that a kid done. I mean, they had no parental control. Well, that's not true. Sometimes kids are influenced, and sometimes they make decisions on their own. Dante, not, so you okay, have so all. What the, about, okay, so what about Dante? You have all the answers. So what do we do with them? What do we do, Dante? But you you hold you hold them responsible for what they done. That's what you do. What, what if this? What if this? What, what if this parents have four kids at home? Well, and and man, so so you so you're gonna you're gonna punish the other three kids or the other two kids or maybe sometimes maybe the other the other kid for what their brother yeah. done. No, you hold that kid responsible for what he done if he if he's of age. You can't tell me a 15 year old or a 16 year old don't know they shouldn't be downtown stomping and kicking on somebody's head. If 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 their parents had taught them oh, better Mr. than Warren, that, no, that's, <laughs> you know, no, that doesn't make if sense. If their parents no. had taught no, them better, parents going to condone them going downtown, jumping on a, jumping on somebody, clutching them and kicking them in the head. That's the choice that that kid made, and he needs to be held responsible. He he needs to be held responsible, and their parents need to share no, some why? of the blame. Why? They Mr. need to Warren, share why? some why? of the blame. Why the parents? Parent? They need to share some of the blame. They do. Uh, why? How because do you do it? somewhere along the way. They have failed as a parent That's somewhere along the way. All right, That's I got to Dante. We we go. We can go back and forth for the rest of the morning. But that I hear the way you feel, and I don't agree with it. You hear the way I feel, you don't agree with and it. And then, and then one more thing: these yes. these these cops, these cops that's down on the square, man, and they don't do nothing, Mister Ware. Yeah, they stand around. They stand around talking amongst themselves most yeah. of the time. Yeah. We got people who illegally parked well, in front of the little liquor store. You got all kind yeah. of crap. You could, when you pull up downtown, you yeah. can smell weed everywhere. Yeah. They yeah. know these kids down there. These police don't do nothing. All they're doing is getting their little uh, detail check. They yeah. don't care what's going on down there. You might there. have a point there. Down there. You might have a point the there, Dante. Lying. You the might chief have was a, lying. They're well, not policing down there. Well, I mean, she's going to put more down there than it's already there, and we'll see what happens. But I agree there's with more, you. They need to do more. conversation. They're not, they're not doing anything. All right. Okay, Dante. Right. Thanks for your call. Dante is fired up. Oh boy. Uh, let's see. Somebody on uh, uh, Facebook says uh, parents really are. Oh man, I hate when that happens. Parents really are legally responsible for their children until they're age eighteen. That is the law. It has not been regularly enforced. Parents are responsible for their children. Dante, thank you for that. Uh, uh, Janice. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move along. Let's go to Rick Jr. Rick Jr., uh, how you doing? Uh, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, listen, like we all the same. Hey, and you know, now you talk about what, what is it with these poor, those those gentlemen that uh, uh, kicked their cops and kneecap off? Oh, broke, broke his they kneecap. Gave, they gave that gentleman, how much did we give him, a $10,000 bond? 
Uh, I'm not sure what they gave you. Tip, tip Alabama. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know what happened back. This, you you probably don't know about this because you were in the Marines up until about '73. Well, by by '72, you know what happened to Sister? He was either up there by UC or over there in Walnut Hills. Well, one of them, uh, one of them deal lenders, one of them sir lenders kicked the cop's kneecap off. You know, he didn't get shot or nothing. I wonder how much bond they gave that lender. Wh- uh, he did what? Now he kicked uh, which lender? I don't know. It was one of them. I don't. It was one a junior Keith, a Robert, a Richard. Take your pick. There's about fifty of them. You know, I mean, one of them kicked. Uh, he was a black. Had a black belt karate, and he kicked the cop's kneecap off, and he didn't get shot uh-huh. or nothing. And and, uh, and at the same time, it, they hardly reached the paper because guess what? They owed thirty percent of the inquiry back then. That was like back in '71. You know. Just, just for your information. Well, yeah, I'm just I was I wasn't what kind of bond did they give that lender. I wasn't you know, around I don't know how in many millions. They must. They had, I mean, come on now. Well, that was they a different time. Hey, 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 hold on. That was a different time back then. That was in 1971. You know, and yeah, okay. things have changed since then. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna give some good news now. Okay. Because the Reds are getting ready to start. Guess what? What? They no longer. This is the last year. They got to pay Ken Griffey Jr. Oh. You know, they've been paying my man three and yeah. a half million dollars for the last 15 years. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, was, I was worried about him because I thought, I know he retired back in 2010. I was asking, wow, I wonder how he's getting along, you know. You know, he's he been out of baseball now for 15 years. I said, well, yeah. damn, this guy's making, they've been paying him. Three, you know, he was the sixth highest paid red. For the last fifteen years, yeah, I know, huh? I know. That, hey, when you can get a deal like huh? that, <laughs> they couldn't pay him yeah, when they signed the deal. Hold on, they couldn't pay him when they signed the deal. They couldn't give him all the money up front, so they just stretched it out and say, "Hey, we'll pay you even after you retire." And if you can get a deal like that, so be it. Well, you should have told him. You should have told him to hit the bricks. If he if they didn't have enough money to pay him, say you know, Sonny, go hit the bricks. Oh boy. Well, anyway, uh, well, you know, money money messes with people. You know, I bet you if uh, uh, yeah, the guy, God damn, I, oh, okay, oh, okay, that the, the guy that uh, uh, invented the Tommy, I can't even think of his name. That those those people that came up with the first atomic bomb, uh, Oppenheimer, they, Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'll up who I mean whoever those guys were, it, it wasn't him. Oh I well um What are you trying to say? Well, say it. Well you know, no regardless of how smart if they were making if you were paying them, you could start off paying them uh, millions of dollars a year and all you gotta do is just start throwing money I mean, they could have an IQ or those guys had an IQ of better than hundred and fifty, hundred and eighty. Okay. All you gotta do is just start throwing money at people. Now all of a sudden, their IQ just plummets. It just, <laughs> it just drops down to, okay. you know, down to normal people. Oh, I think that's, that's the reason why they all these, all, no, these, they paid all these athletes all this money, you know, because they, because, they, because that's what money, money yeah. just makes people stupid. Okay, I got to go. Thanks for your call. You're killing me. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. We'll come back. Oh, Lord, have mercy. 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty WDBZ. 
the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. And uh, over at the uh, Community Action Agency, they're having a, dry, a diaper drop. Yeah. So from 1130 to 1:30, uh, you can go over there. You'll get 50 diapers per child. You must be a Hamilton County resident. No income restrictions or requirements. Yeah. You don't have to make a certain amount. Just go over there. You get 50 diapers per child. Now, they didn't say whether you had to have the child with you. I think you probably do or have a birth certificate or something with your child's name on it or something. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't say. But you can pre-register at uh, cincy-caa.org. But it's today. 1130 to 130, 50 diapers per child. And no income restrictions, no requirements, must be a Hamilton County resident. Over at the Community Action Agency, a diaper drop. Starts at 1130. So get those little babies together and take them on over there to get some diapers. Yes. Yes. All right. 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you. And, um, of course, in the news all week, it won't go away until they catch those little heathens. Attacks downtown. I mean, they just, you know, remember the first attack? The guy was down at Washington Park. They, and then the, the, the next time the... The guy was walking down Walnut Street, and then the third time. And and the thing about it, these they didn't release the videos right when this stuff happened. Now, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe they were trying to catch the people. And that's the only explanation I could come up with, the reason why they didn't release these videos right like the same day or the day after this stuff happened. And the only thing I can come up with is they're trying to catch the people, catch them off guard. Don't think anybody knows anything about it. The police, you know, don't let them know they've got video and all this stuff. And that's what they're doing. And I think that's the only explanation I can come up with, unless somebody can have something better, why they wait so late to release the video. I don't know. Maybe some uh, cops out there. Julie, if you're out there, call me. Let me know. Uh, Fanon Rucker, if you out there, call me, let me know. Anybody, Iris Rowley, she probably knows why they wait to release the video. Is it that they're trying to catch the guys? They've got other video on them as they're walking up to whatever they're getting ready to do, and they don't want to want them to know that they're out looking for them. But the video we saw the other night, that happened last week where they stumped the kid and everything. So does anybody have any answers on that? 513-749-1230. Why they wait to release the video. And my guess is that they got some better video and they can see their faces and they're trying to identify them and arrest them. 
That would be my guess. How close I am to being correct? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we did talk about Duke Energy Convention Center closing for, I mean, 18 months. They must, uh, I guess they're going to do some real investigate. I mean, some real remodeling down there. 18 months. That's a long time. That is a long time for the convention center, your main source of conventions in town to be closed down. 18 months, a year and a half. And when do they close down? I think they, they're going to close down with um, April, maybe? May? Somewhere around in there. And then next year, this time, it'll still be closed. And you can figure, probably, I'm sure they're already trying to book conventions for the opening. They're probably already working on conventions to take place as soon as that place opens. And the hotel, don't forget about the hotel. I'm sure we'll find out about that during the state of the county, which takes place on Tuesday. Alicia Reese will be leading the state of the county address. I saw all the commissioners out at the Sharonville Convention Center yesterday. They were out at the Sharonville Convention Center. Along with uh, uh, you had uh, uh, Julie uh, Habert from uh, the convention and visitors. I mean, uh, visit Cincinnati. And as well as uh, some people from the Sharonville Convention Center. And that's where they're going to have the black and white cancer survivor ball next year at the Sharonville Convention. Well, this year at the Sharonville Convention Center. So there we go. And yeah, somebody brought up the music hall. Have we had any other than the yeah, when the symphony is involved, they have black events down there. But have we had anything black other than with the that involved the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra? Have we had anything black? at Music Hall since they remodeled it. And I brought this question up. They were using taxpayer dollars and all this stuff. And I brought this up. Will there be black events? Have we had a comedy show at Music Hall? Have we had a comedy show? At Music Hall. Have we had an artist at Music Hall? If we have, 
it can't be more than one or two. I can't think of anything right now. If you can think of something that the symphony orchestra was not involved with, please let me know. Because I can't think of anything. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln. Where with you? It is Wednesday, and let's see, we got. Oh, we got my good friend. Is he there? Is he still there? Fanon Rucker. Yes, let's go to Fanon Rucker. Fanon Rucker, how you doing? Hey, hey, Lincoln, how you doing this morning, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I guess somebody told you I put out the call for you. Well, you know, I listen every day. I was just sitting here. I've been in court this morning, and I'm yeah. sitting here trying to prepare for a class tomorrow. I teach a, a professional ethics class at the University of Cincinnati College oh, of Law. Okay. I got depositions next week on a car accident and working on a police brutality case. So oh, just boy. working. So oh, I said, let, man. Me, let me take a minute. Okay. Busy down there. So, yeah, and, you know, people still get this whole thing mixed up. And, and just by watching the news, it looks like all the blame is being pushed to the judges. And the yeah. prose- prosecutors are not taking any blame in all this stuff. Sure. Um, so let me let me just say that there are so many components to our criminal justice system. That's why it's a system. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about blame, that's a political construct. People do that for agendas. They blame the judges. They blame the prosecutors. They blame the defense lawyers, the public defenders, for not representing folks. Um, what we need to first acknowledge is the responsibility is on the people who are doing the wrong and the people who are supposed to be supervising them. When it comes to whether or not somebody stays locked up or if they're not being punished enough, obviously you've got to look at the charges, but you've got to look at the evidence. When someone is being held before their case is resolved, we get stomach aches about that. Uh-huh. And there's been a huge push because, and this is just the reality of it, mm-hmm. I can talk about statistics from when I ran for prosecutor or what they are now, or when I was a prosecutor, when I've been doing civil rights work. Mm-hmm. About 75% of the people who sit in jail are there have not yet been convicted of right. any offense. Right. What we know mm-hmm. of our legal system is that it's the person is not guilty unless and until right. the state proves their case by proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. We've seen some horribly devastating instances nationally and even some locally yeah. where people have been accused of crimes. They've lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. They've lost their homes. They've sat in jail on charges that, that later are dismissed mm-hmm. for different reasons. Sometimes it finds out they weren't the person who actually committed the crime. Yeah. Um, that happened to the Khalif Browder out there in New York, where he sat for two years on a case that never actually happened, and he ended up committing suicide afterwards because it was so devastating to him. When those types of incidents happen, we reevaluate mm-hmm. how we're dealing with bonds. Mm-hmm. And so when we see stuff and you know people are being victimized, there's a balancing act that the system as a whole has to walk. Yeah. And that balancing act is, if a person is innocent, do I make them sit in jail until the state proves their case? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or do I say, well, the presumption is innocence, and therefore I'm going to let these yeah. folks out? Now, 
I, you know, when I ran, um, I, I did some heavy investigation. And let me just say this. I was appointed by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court to sit on a, a statewide board to um, revamp our bail system in Ohio while I was a judge that I stayed on after I even retired. Uh-huh. Um, I also was on something called the Rules of Superintendents that dictated how all the courts in Ohio actually run their courts. So I'm not talking just from being a judge or just from representing folks. I'm talking from the inside of looking at how these things are actually developed mm-hmm. and what the, what the presumption is. Um, well, let me, and, I, and I really would like to just have a longer conversation. I know you got other callers. When I was doing, um, when I was talking about, you know, stepping into the position, there are two states that folks can look at for kind of the um, mantra of how bail reform works, New York and New Jersey. New York was a disaster. They outlawed certain bail if it wasn't for a violent offense. New Jersey was a successful project. People can look mm-hmm. it up. In New Jersey, they said, look, if you're accused of a violent offense mm-hmm. and or you have a violent past, a violent demonstration of violent history, you stand in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Violent crime dropped 35 percent immediately. And also the population of jail dropped 31 percent just by them saying we're not focused on resources because that's what a lot of places use. Oh, you in jail. We're going to order you to pay a $10,000 bond. Well, what's the problem with that? First of all, if you got somebody who's a doctor or an engineer and they got $100,000 in their pocket, just mm-hmm. in their bank account, just sitting there, and they're ordered to pay a $10,000 bond. And then you got somebody who, whose annual income was $12,000, and they're ordered to pay $10,000. Yeah. It's the same offense, but one is able to buy their mm-hmm. way out, mm-hmm. and the other is not, even though they committed the same offense, and they're you know, looking at committing the same type of danger to the community because they're looking at the same offense. That's not fair. Yeah. So then you look at individualized circumstances. So if I order somebody to pay $10,000 at 10%, and I've looked at their income, I've looked at their family circumstances, I've looked at their history, and I say, look, they, they, the belief is that's enough, that they're gonna not going to give that money up, so they're going to come back and have their case resolved. That's kind of artificial, too, because we know if you're committing crimes and you back out and you haven't had a redirection in your mind, you're probably going to commit offenses during that time, too. Not probably, yeah. that's the statistics. Mm-hmm. So, so what's, the, what's, the, what's the trick? My thought is, if there is sufficient evidence that a person has committed a violent offense, either participated in it or been yeah. the primary person, then mm-hmm. you make them post a higher bond or yeah. you keep them in. The key like, is the evidence. We're, we're talking about bonds. Key is the and evidence, it, evidence that's presented. The evidence that's presented. And, you know, what, what is the evidence that's presented? Is that Should that be the same standard as somebody being found guilty, which is the highest in the law, proof beyond a reasonable doubt? Or should it be a preponderance of the evidence? I Meaning it's more likely than not that this person committed mm-hmm. that offense. Or should it be clear and convincing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this happened. I mean, that, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's a balancing line to determine what would be appropriate. But as judges, none of us are magicians. None of us have the ability of foresight. I can order somebody to stay in on a $100,000 bond when their relatives happen to hit the lottery. They get out, and then they go out and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I can't possibly yeah. know that's going to be the case. Yeah. So with the best um, experience, observations, history, thought, um, you know, that I have as a judge, I'm going to say I want to make sure this person comes back. I'm going to mm-hmm. put some monitoring on them, whether that's GPS monitoring on their ankles mm-hmm. so we know where they're at at all times, mm-hmm. or whether it's Juris Monitor so we know if they enter certain areas, the police are going to automatically be called by technology okay. that says that the victim won't even know that the person is in the area, but, but law enforcement will. Oh, no. okay. um, but, but, you know, we got some judges down there who just will order a GPS unit or EMD 
for every defendant. Well, it's yeah. not fair either. Like, right. like, like there is, there's no individual blame to go around. It's a system yeah. issue, and it's a personal responsibility issue. Um, but, but as far as how each judge decides, I, I had beef with several of my colleagues when they would issue certain bonds on cases. Like they would give a, uh, somebody who's charged with murder a $10,000 bond, but then give somebody with a driver's license a $50,000 bond. Are you serious? I mean, the same. Yeah. I mean, come on now. That's crazy. I mean, it's just, that's, that sounds to me irrational. But they had in their own minds why that was justifiable. Did it change the crime rate? Nope. Did it make it less likely that somebody was going to commit an offense the next day? No, not really. What, what the truth is, when the prosecutor starts doing that dog whistling and signaling, talking about, oh, yeah. this is intolerable and these are people out here, savages, you know, those words to get people scared. <laughs> yeah. That's that political stuff. When the truth is, crime has increased under Republican prosecutors. I don't even want to talk politics. Under Republican prosecutors all this time. You can talk about judges, but before 2020, they were Republican judges that win the majority mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, yeah, so now yeah. that they're Democratic judges, they're talking about this stuff, how crime is getting worse with them. Check the statistics. Yeah. That's not even true. Violent crime is actually going down. We have more juveniles committing offenses, mm-hmm. but does that have to do with who's been elected yeah. positions in the common police court? Come on now. Yeah. The mayor was That's talking about that yesterday. Overall, yeah. crime is down in Cincinnati. Crime is That's down. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But when you see an event, when you see something that raises people's eyebrows, it's the opportunity to talk politically about what's happening mm-hmm. and, and people trying to get points to get folks to run over to their side by making those points based on independent, isolated incidences that get attention. Um, do I think that what happened is horrible? Absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell you what's going to end up happening, and, and folks can know this in their gut. One of these times, one of these groups of kids is going to attack somebody, mm-hmm. and somebody's going to pull out a pistol. Yep, and shoot. Yep, and take right. one of them out. That's and a fourteen-year-old gonna... is going to be lying dead yep. on the ground because of some playful, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mobbing. And now everybody's going to have a different perspective on what needs to happen, and there's going to be an urgency about you know yep. how we're not protecting kids and all these other kind of things. The truth is, we do, and I got a twenty-four and a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old. Had to talk to them the whole time. We need to impart upon our children the recklessness and the consequences of mm-hmm. recklessness yeah. that leads to caskets and leads to incarceration. And I mean, that's the truth of it. We ain't got to worry about the prosecutor talking about whose responsibility mm-hmm. it is if we ain't getting in trouble. We're helping our kids to stay out of trouble in the first place. Yep. And and a lot of that is community and parents. Got to get right. that to, across to the kids. You're right. That's All right. right. And, and, and I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, um, the prosecutor's office also, in my opinion, has a responsibility, as do the judges. See, there's a difference between a public servant and a public official. A public official is somebody you elect and you see every once in a while on TV. Mm-hmm. public servant is somebody who's engaged mm-hmm. with the issues, not just in their professional capacity. Where's the prosecutor going to these schools and personally engaging with the kids? Where, where's the prosecutor's office going out and spending money mm-hmm. in those um, funds that they recover from people mm-hmm. in yeah. drug cases, stuff from certain neighborhoods, using that money to help support programs that deter or to educate communities to decrease the crime in those communities. Like what, that, that's the engagement that collectively police, um, judges, prosecutors, and community together can do in order to reduce what it is that we're seeing. It's a collective. It's not a finger-pointing thing that works. 
The only way that this stuff stops is when all of those entities work together. If they're working against each other or if one is pointing a finger at another, there's yeah. no collaboration. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. They got to work together. You're right. <laughs> That's right. They got to work together. All right. But now Rucker. Always great talking to you from the Cochran Firm. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. No problem, Lincoln. Thanks so much. All right. That's Fanon Rucker, the Cochran Firm. Let's go to the Dukester. What's cooking today? (laughs) Hey, good morning to you, Lincoln, and happy hump day, everybody. It's Wednesday, January the 31st, the last day of the month, and it's also Senior Citizen Day at the Dukester. And that's where seniors 55 or older will save $4 on any meal of their choice. Now, folks, in the event that you should need a good lunch or dinner, sometime today, we're open right now. We'll be here to 7 o'clock tonight. Dine in or carry out. You're going to love your meal at the Deuster. Now, on our menu today, Lincoln, is our tender meatloaf with garlic mashed potatoes and gravy and cheddar cheese broccoli. Or come on by for our golden salmon croquettes with gravy, rice, and fried apples. Or maybe you'll have a taste for our Salisbury steak meal with green beans and potato salad. But my take for today, Lincoln, is our St. Louis barbecue ribs with baked beans and coleslaw have a blessed day everybody we'll talk at you later lincoln all right sounds good to me that's the dukester right there in the summit plaza on redding road let's take a break 12 30 the buzz Twelve thirty, WGBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati. Your talk station, Lincoln. We're with you till one o'clock this afternoon. On the phone with me, uh, we've got Joey Cromwell, uh, the curator of the Black Gala that's going to take place this coming Saturday at the uh, uh, at the Twenty One C Hotel. Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, now, what is the Black Gala, uh, Joey? How are you today, too? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. What is the Black Gala? So the BLK Gala is a night where we're basically honoring some of the individuals from greater Cincinnati that helped shape our culture and kind of move us forward as African-Americans. So with this, I kind of came up with this idea. I feel like there's a lot of people who go unnoticed um, and don't get their flowers at a, you know, at an early age instead of, Waiting until they're, you know, a lot older, I figured why not come up with something during Black History Month for us to give those certain individuals their flowers every year. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, and then how do you find these people? So, how do, um, yeah, how do you go kinda, about selecting? We, we have a, a board of people um, that kind of sat down through some names into, you know, the conversation and then just kind of compare them against one another and see what all they've done within, you know, the past anywhere 30 years ago to, to now. And that's how we kind of came up with the individuals that we've selected. Okay. Now, if people want to get tickets, how do they get tickets and uh, what website should they go to? Tickets are available on Eventbrite, and it's under the, the BLK Gala on Eventbrite. The BLK Gala under Eventbrite. Correct. And that's this coming Saturday, 
uh, the, the February 3rd, 21C Hotel. And uh, what time does it start? It starts at 6.30 uh, p.m. and goes until 10.30 p.m. Okay, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. That's the uh, yeah. BLK Gala, Saturday, February 3rd, 21C Hotel. How many people will uh, will be uh, have you selected this year? This year we have four honorees. Uh, one of them is our vice mayor, Jan Michelle oh, okay. Lemon Kearney. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're honoring her and the Cincinnati Herald. Um, we have Candace Bracking, who is with the Lightship Foundation. She's also the individual that has brought Black Tech Week to the greater Cincinnati area. We have Ricardo Grant with Palooza Noir. Um, he's the owner of Cinema and a new nightclub uh, in the downtown Cincinnati area by the name of Love. He's also the one who curates the Juneteenth block party that's right in front of the Freedom Center every year. And then our fourth honoree is a guy by the name of Kick Lee. He's the individual who uh, has the Cincinnati Music Accelerator program. And then the fifth honoree, which is why we're raising money, is a kid by the name of Chad uh, Anderson that goes to Withrow High School. We're actually raising money to do a Student Athlete of the Year um, uh, scholarship. Okay. All right. So all sounds great. Sounds good to me. Got some good people yeah. there. And uh, yeah. uh, they need to go to Eventbrite and look up uh, BLK Gala. Correct. And get those tickets. All right. Hey, thanks for joining yes, me this morning, Joy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's, um, uh, let's move along. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. That was Joey Cromwell from the uh, BLK Gala. This coming Saturday, the 3rd, at the 21C Hotel. That's right there on the corner of, what is that, uh, 6th and Walnut, uh, I believe. 6th and Walnut. Yeah, 6th and Walnut. Yeah, 21C Hotel. Right, the old Metropole Hotel years and years ago. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, move along. 513-749-1230. And looks like uh, Ron D is up. Ron D, how you doing? I'm good. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So it's like you it's like five thousand kids that were homeless in the city of Cincinnati. That that was a statistic that you read uh, last week um, when you were talking about the public schools, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So, how many of those kids? I you know I bet one or two of those kids that were jumping and the boys were, you know, one of those children. And, you know, you got you to gotta place those kids in a better predicament in order to get a different result. You know, those New York immigrants, they were uh, uh, closing the schools down, you know, for the immigrants and closing them for them to come in. And, you know, those 5,000 students that are in Cincinnati School District that are homeless, you know, those schools, the Taft, Woodward, you know, Withrow, those schools should be open up for those children that, that are homeless. They could get they they could well get a lot. Well, homeless homeless don't necessarily mean they're out on the street. They could be homeless 
living in, uh, in somebody's in house, car. living in somebody's yeah. house. They could be homeless, yeah, yeah. you know, sleeping on somebody's couch. Yeah, and and, and that's a trick because the, the you know those kids, one of those kids could have just been hanging, you know, not not really wanting to, to participate, but hanging with that wrong individual that's kicking that dude, and because they needed a place to go, and they know that they that they're gonna have a place to go with him. And sleep tonight. You know, I've been there. You know, I've been there with, with in the crowd that you know that wanted to be in the crowd, the cool crowd when I was young. And then when I was older, when I was homeless, when I was homeless, it was you know wasn't about the cool crowd. But I, I went with people and did things that I wouldn't didn't want to really do because I was homeless. And hey, I was kicking it with, and I know that a lot of these students are in the same predicament. And like I said, you know, these schools should open up to these uh, these kids that are homeless. They'll open up the gym and, and, and put cots in there and, and let them sleep and, and build some camaraderie with all the other homeless people. I don't, people I don't, know, how to, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't, I, I don't know if you can open up the gym and do I, I, That's not going to work. You, it, it no, can't you, work. You could do it. You could do no, it. No, you. Okay. Okay. So, okay. What if there's a game tonight? How you gonna open up the gym to the homeless and you got a game? You you, you take them wait for the game over and you let them sleep. Jesus Christ! You let them wait for the game is over. Like I say, most of the homeless people, they're not sleeping on the street. They're in a hotel or something. It's it's you, not you, like you, you think you, it you is. You read the statistics. You said you, you said they were sleeping in, in, in storage units, sleeping in the car, sleeping on other couches. Okay, okay. And you, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. You, you know, I don't know if trip. your idea would work, Ron. What's the trippy? I'm telling you right now. If we don't get a hold to our black children, if we don't get a hold to these kids, they gonna get a hold to. Them. The system, the system ain't going to allow them to, to go and do all of that ruckus. You know, they, you know, they have facial recognition and all that other stuff. You know, they, they can catch them kids. Well, and they can catch those those, those kids that are the, uh, the, those young adults and kids that are smashing and grabbing. All, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be a place for them. All right, so I got to run, up. run. I got to run. I hear you. I hear you. Thank, All right. Thanks for your call. All right, let's take a break for news. We'll come back on the other side. 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you. 1230, The Buzz.